It's time! <laughs> Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. I'm your host, Nick Padone. We have the whole set in studio today. The whole set in studio. That doesn't make any sense. We have the whole crew in go. studio. Gabriella Cruz. I'm Nick Padone. Big Play Dave is here. Dollar Dog Nick is producing. And of course, Mr. Chris McNeil. What's going on, everybody? What a jam-packed weekend. We had Cavs basketball. We had OSU basketball. But... Those NFL playoffs, man, there there was not one disappointing game on that entire schedule. Got All a jam-packed exciting. studio here, too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people here. Packed in here like sardines, Burke Lakefront Airport. So <laughs> going to be a fun show tonight. We're going to start things out talking about the NFL playoffs with Power Rank Monday. Then we're going to get to our featured interview. Hopefully, he joins <laughs> us tonight because I know he's breaking a ton of NFL news right now about Brandon Staley, Mike McDaniel. One of the hardest guys, working guys in the industry, Jordan Schultz, will join the show presented by Labatt. After that, we're going to get you into some Cleveland headlines brought to you by Shaq News. And as always, we're going to finish things up with our big play bets of the week presented by Tipico Sportsbook, the exclusive sports betting partner of the Big Play Network. Let's get things going this week with Power Rank Monday. Dave, hit the sound. Power Rank Monday. I sent you the video, but oh well. (laughs) All right, we had a crazy weekend of playoff football. So together, we are going to Power Rank the best games from Wild Card Weekend. Like I said in the open, there really wasn't a game on this slate that disappointed. Obviously, the 49ers defeated the Seahawks. That was the biggest margin, 41 to 23. Jacksonville in the crazy comeback uh, beat the Chargers. Buffalo over Miami. The Giants upset Minnesota in Minneapolis and Cincinnati defeated Baltimore in a close one last night. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and cast my vote first, and I think a couple of you guys are going to follow suit. Best game from this weekend had to be the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars, right? See, here I have a counterpoint to that one. I missed the entire second half because I went to bed. Chris! That thing was over. (laughs) That thing was over as soon as Jacksonville was up big and they had already hit the over, there was no reason for me to stick around in that game. You weren't that the thing one who bet the $1.4 million, were you? No, yes, I didn't double down on that one, no. But uh, no reason to babysit that bad boy. That thing was done. Went to bed, woke up the next morning, saw a few tweets that led me to believe that Jacksonville had won this thing, thought, oh, man, those are, those are uh, embarrassing tweets, and 
turns out that sure enough they did <laughs> a lot of like the browns and the jets a lot like the browns and the jets all over my face on this one pretty crazy but uh yeah so i couldn't put it number 1 for that reason i didn't actually see the second half <laughs> there were a lot of deleted tweets that came from that <laughs> yeah. game that's for sure well chris tell me what is your number 1 best game from wild card weekend that you actually stayed up to see cuz i know you were undefeated on overs also on the typical app yeah, I was all over the Tipico app with the free bets this weekend. Doing awesome. the overs. I called my shot at the beginning of the weekend. Hey, I, I didn't have a horse in this race, right? The Browns are gone. So I just want to see a lot of points, selfishly. I just want to see offensive games. I know that purists will say defense wins playoff games. Well, that really wasn't the case this weekend. You know, it was really timely defense at times. And that's what you saw from my number one game. And that was the late game yesterday. That Baltimore Bengals game Heck yeah. uh, was fantastic. I was waiting. It was 17-17. The over-under was set at 40, boys and girls. I was ready for that thing to go over. You had Baltimore there at the goal line. All I needed was them to push it across, make the extra point. It was all good. It didn't matter to me whether it was Baltimore, whether it was the Bengals. What happens? The quick score or 98 yards the other way. The boy from OSU getting it done. Didn't matter to me which team it was. It wasn't over. Everything was over this weekend. It was fantastic. But I like that. It's the night capper. It was a divisional game. You know, I really didn't care in particular who won that game out of those two teams. I really? To see the game. I, I really did. I, wow. You know, I, I went back and forth in my own mind and I, I really didn't care. Yeah, Dave, you uh, had a tweet about that. Did I? What? Yeah, I that, that uh, pulling for Cincy and then Cincy yeah, absolutely. By, Cincy I, to get rolled by Buffalo. Chris, I mean, if we're gonna power rank, power rank AFC North teams that we hate, Steelers, Ravens, by far and away one and two, Bengals are a far cry from there. No, I, I would I would tend to agree with you. Yes, yes, absolutely. But he, here's the difference. I'm down here in Columbus. You've got a lot of Cincinnati fans that have crept up, you know, I-71. So you get a fair amount here. You don't see a whole lot of Ravens fans. I don't have to deal with that. That's Ravens true. Fans. And Chris, back to the Cincinnati Miami days. That's a little different than other fan bases. Is Cincinnati fans only come out when their team is good. Yep. And all of a sudden you see these fresh, clean new jerseys they start wearing <laughs> when they make the playoffs. You know, last year, a lot of new Bengals gear was out there. It's never... You know, up in Cleveland, you see Clay Matthews, you see Bernie Kosar jerseys. These things are faded. These people live and die. Down there, it is just pure bandwagon. They're there for the Reds, and then anything else is just, you know, window dressing. And that's what the Bengals are to them. So I have to live with that. So that's why that's you know, I was kind of either way on that game. That's fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you as that was my favorite game as well. We were wow, we were sorry. at the bar having some Labats last night. And my buddy put in a bet. Huge Bengals fan. We're watching this game. Literally five minutes before, $10 bet on a defensive touchdown wow. in the game. Wow. Paid $220. $10 bet. And it literally happened right after. We were going insane. Your friend did Sam Hubbard. Mm -hmm. He needs to wow. go and get a Sam Hubbard. I think that was right? the longest NFL or playoff uh, fumble, fumble recovery, recovery in, in NFL history, too, by the way. Yeah. So that's pretty sick. So that, that's my vote. History. 98 yards by Sam Hubbard from the 
Ohio State University. You know, sports Heck betting's yeah. been legal for 16 days, and I love how all of our favorite games just had to do with the betting bet, aspect. Bet, because bet. Chris had the Chris was sweating over, the over. over, over. Dave and his buddy were sweating the defensive <laughs> touchdown. Mine was Jacksonville because I had Jaguars money line that I thought was Woo. dead. And then as I'm watching that game, I'm like, oh my gosh, it might have a chance. And it's I was too discouraged to bet this past weekend because I already lost so hard on the Browns the weekend before. No, <laughs> sound like Bernie. Get, I need to get back on that. <laughs> You gotta come. You gotta come over to my camp. I I, like. I I make it easy. Just do the over. Okay. I mean, it's so like less stress. You know. Yeah. Ruin the game experience. Do you guys enjoy the anxiety of watching the game when you do something real like, like? I have to have it. Yeah. It's the only way I, I like. It's the only way I can watch a game. It's but not playoff game, but like a random game. If you bet on it, it's way more fun. Okay. And also, I go into every bet with the expectation that I'm probably going to lose it because I really Correct. don't know. Oh, see. So, so then when I win, it's just like this big happy treat. Like, oh my god, look at this! I got 25 bucks in my account. It is. <laughs> I got a reframe. Well, I really liked the Jaguars comeback. That was kind of my top. Although last night was really fun uh, to watch Bengals Ravens, and I also thought it was interesting. It wouldn't be my top, but uh, the Dolphins kept it pretty competitive yeah, considering oh, that yeah. they had the third string quarterback in uh <laughs> Skyler Skyler Thompson. Thompson. That so, kid was horrible so never had heard of him <laughs> dude he was so bad <laughs> he was throwing passes that weren't anywhere near receiver they were still right in that game all right good stuff we speaking of the dolphins our buddy jordan schultz just texted me that he's dealing with a lot of coaching news so something to keep an eye on there so he is going to try to join the show later in the show i think until then we are going to fast forward things to cleveland headlines let's hit it Cleveland Headlines is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News, your go-to site for video games and more. Be sure to check out their featured article, Shack News, Most Anticipated Indie Games of 2023. And remember, you can join in on all the discussions using the Shack News Cortex and subscribing to their Twitch channel. So, Nick, if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at Shack News. Well, what they don't have at Shaq News, Chris, is that we are entering week two of the Browns defensive coordinator search. Yay. Woohoo. We have the official list. Of, Let's go. We have the official lists of Browns defensive coordinator candidates. We have Brian Flores, Sean Desai, Jim Schwartz, Brandon Staley, and now Denard Wilson. Chris, who are you hoping the Browns walk away with in this defensive coordinator search? Brian Flores, get it done. I think we're all on the same page, right? Do we have any dissenting opinions on that one? No, bring him in. Yeah. Fire Stefanski after five games. Oh, we have our new head coach. What? I mean, come on. That's the de facto plan. Just Correct. Like, I mean, Nick, you're a little younger, so I know you don't understand the way things work. With the <laughs> Me Cleveland and Chris Browns. have been around we, long we enough. Do things, we do things backwards, right? <laughs> so you always have to be looking two or three bad moves ahead. So we already know that we're going to be bringing on Brian Flores, not as our defensive quarter, co- coordinator, but as the de facto head coach of this team and its head coach in waiting. So just get that seat ready. Get that seat good and warm. Then it'll get too warm. Then it'll be hot. Then he'll be gone. And then you got Brian Flores and Kevin Stefanski's seat. 
I'm curious to see who actually makes this call because I am just messing with you guys. I agree. It, it, it seems like it's in plain sight that that's what's going on right in front of us. But I wonder if it's Kevin Stefanski's decision. Does he maybe not hire Brian Flores? Correct. Because he knows that. <laughs> all right. Now, now the pressure's on me. Like if I screw up, I just hired my own replacement. Nick's yeah. learning. The worst yeah. defensive coordinator possible. And that's the way it's going to work. Well, you know who, I, who I've heard a little bit of rumbling that he likes this Sean Desai because he's from Seattle. He's their assistant defensive something and other. And he is of the analytics crew than you know oh, the, the nerd crew so he fits kind of right in and also dare i say if they made that hire and i told you guys last week i'm not getting hooked on whatever they do if it's decide i'm for it because i do want stefanski to make this hire because if this guy sucks as bad as joe woods does you could fire stefanski without a care in the world and you could clear house and go back to square one knowing that you did the right thing because Stefan if this was stefanski's guy then adios and you're gone with them can you imagine how many fourth downs we would go for if Brandon Staley became our defensive coordinator? Oof. Between him and Stefanski, they would just we would never punt. Thankfully, I don't th I don't think he's getting fired, Staley. Really? I don't think so. I mean, it, the, like the worst collapse in playoff history. I so far, I mean, it's what time on Monday? He he's still kicking, so. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good point. Joe Woods was kicking for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see what unfolds there. Nick, um, you're always you're always kind of plugged in. What do you think the timetable, the timeline looks like, honestly, for the Browns on making this hire? I'll be honest. I think the NFL got their wish. If you remember a couple years back when they were doing their whole CBA thing and redoing it, they wanted to make it hard on teams that fired their coaches and their coordinators to kind of stay away from the guys that are still in the playoffs uh, just yeah. to avoid all that distraction. So I think the Browns are going to let things play out. Um, obviously, decide they haven't even been able to interview until today because the Seahawks were in the playoffs. So I do think they're going to slow roll this thing, especially now since Drod Mayo backed out. He's going to stick with the yep. uh, Patriots. And then who knows really what's going on with Flores. I, he's got s any defensive coordinator job in the league pretty much that he wants, he's got. And now he's got a head coaching interview with the Arizona Cardinals. So are the Browns going to wait it out on him? Are they going to wait it out and see what else goes on in these playoffs and see if anybody else gets fired or if there's any defensive staff shakeups? We're just going to have to see. I think they are going to slow play this thing. As, as much as it pains me, I think they're going to really take their time on it. Well, I look forward to talking about this for the next four or five shows then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Content. Pretty much. We could just keep adding names to this list and probably scratching names off of it. I, I think the other one that's kind of intriguing on here is Jim Schwartz, just because he's been a head coach before. Uh, he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, and that defense was awesome, if you guys remember, the Nick Foles yeah. Eagles. He was the head of that defense. And I've read that that's the most seamless transition. I know a lot of fans might not like that, but it is the most similar thing to what Joe Woods ran, so you wouldn't have to, like, rip everything up and throw it away. But there's also arguments. As, as long as he's not a head coach in waiting, because I do not want him to become <laughs> our head coach, coach, and I'm just fast-forwarding in my brain, I'm like, no, he's... He's going to become our head coach. Do you remember him with the Lions? Yeah. He was atrocious. Yeah, he really was. Well, he we really was. So if our plan is in place, then we do not want that hired. Correct. We've been watching all this weekend playoff uh, football, you guys. So how far – we kind of asked Bernie and Hanford this question today too, but how far off are the Browns from being in this position? Far. 
I think they're pretty fun. But here's the thing. So like you look at Doug NFL, You look at Doug Peterson, yeah. the Jaguars. That team yeah. sucked. Yep. And now they just came back and won one of the coolest playoff games of all time. Well, I think it, it doesn't it have to be years. years. That Urban Meyer sucked. <laughs> I think that was yeah. it. <laughs> that was it. That was the ultimate addition by subtraction right there. It was yeah. Urban Meyer out in Jacksonville. All of a sudden they're in the playoffs. I don't know that we have a move like that with changing our defensive coordinators. We'll see. I mean, you're going to have Deshaun Watson. You're going to have a full year of him, but you're going to have a slightly less talent, I think, on this team. We'll see. We could do it next year with with Deshaun in there all year. I, I don't do know think- what Bernie and Hanford are saying, but you know, I think a lot of our losses toward the end were lack of effort, which is unfortunate, but that's stuff that can get cleaned up, new coach, new start, everything else um, on the defensive side of the ball, and really a new start overall with your starting quarterback being in there day one. I think that gives you a, a new new look, a good outlook starting next year. And I do think that next year, I, again, this sucks, right, to keep doing that next year, next year. I do think that next year is the – Again, Nick's new here. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, though. It does. But it, that will probably be, to Chris's point about losing some of the talent, next year probably is the most talented Browns roster that we'll see with Deshaun Watson until they have to start making some tough decisions elsewhere. So we'll have to see what unfolds there. I know what Chris is saying about the if we get a fresh start, maybe that'll improve the lack of effort thing. But I really think that I don't know. I don't I don't want to say I'm skeptical, but I feel like if you don't have like as Bernie was saying, the dog in you today, I feel like we is that really some of the some of the drama, quote unquote, or some of the behavioral things we saw this year is that really going to clear up with with new management because if so i would think so yeah they could buy I'm talking a new myself new... into it yeah, yeah i'm yeah. talking myself into it probably not but it's the off season because i'm kind of like, like for like for people <laughs> like nick else. chubb for people like nick chubb it never matters you know so that's why i'm leery like okay it shouldn't matter you know you should just be out there seizing every moment every play every game so but nick chubb is the prototypical like i want to just make many, many Nick Chubbs, you know, just clone that guy and have him across the field in every position. Unfortunately, you have all kinds of variations of personalities, of drive, of motivations, and that's what a team entails. And that's where it's gonna it's gonna be important for Stefanski and his crew to get everybody on the same page. And Chris I, I, is turning to yeah. science. Science <laughs> will solve everything. Cloning <laughs> Nick yeah. Chubb. This is yeah, only sure. off season week two, and we better get in the lab. Chris is turning to Nick Chubb. Come on. <laughs> That's all we need to do. Chris, you work on that. I think we have a guy that hopefully has some answers to some of the problems that we have going. We are going to get into our featured interview this week, live on the Labatt line, NFL insider for the score. Jordan Schultz joins Big Play Reflog. Let's bring him in. Talking about cooking in the lab. Look at that. All righty. Live on the Labatt Blue Line, we have NFL Insider for the score. He is slammed, so we appreciate him taking a couple minutes to chat with us tonight. Mr. Jordan Schultz. Jordan, welcome on to the Big Play Reflog Show. What's going on? Hey, guys. Great. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, thanks for joining us, man. What a week of NFL playoff football. Uh, let's get right into it. Which team impressed you the most this weekend? I casted my vote for the Jaguars, but but what game really caught your eye this weekend? I would say the Giants. I'm biased because I was there, but watching <laughs> what they did to a pretty good Vikings team, and I, I know the Vikings have been very up and down, and they have this horrible plus minus, and but this is still a team that won 12 football games, I believe. Is that right? And and for the Giants to go into that atmosphere, and I've I've been to a, I've been fortunate enough to go to a lot of stadiums. That that was about as good as it's been as, as I've seen. And I I grew up in Seattle, so I know I know crazy fans. The Vikings were so lit, and the Giants really did a lot of things that impressed me. Number one, Daniel Jones. I caught up with him before the game, and I felt like he was confident. But he's always confident. He has that presence. And then to see what he did. You know, the first quarterback in playoff history to have three total touchdowns, 300 yards, passing 70, uh, rushing in a playoff game. It's remarkable, right? And then you think about how how well Slayton played without the drop or, or minus the drop and how great Hodgins played. And the fact that Saquon has over 100 total yards and two touchdowns. And then on the other side, Wink Martindale, who blitzes on a third of the possessions, only blitzed nine times and completely changed his philosophy to, to basically accommodate what they felt was their best case against Minnesota. I thought Cousins was confused. Um, and to me, the only the only like negative for the Giants in that game was they didn't have a big pass rush. But overall, that, that was an A grade. And now they get to go to Philly next week. And I, I don't know if I'm going to pick them against the Eagles, but uh, they're just a strange team to play. Their style and the way that they approach both sides of the ball is, is very tough to deal with. I want to jump right into our Cleveland Browns with you, Jordan. You have reported earlier this week that DeAndre Hopkins could be traded this offseason from the Arizona Cardinals. You followed that up with a little Instagram, TikTok action, saying that the Browns could be a team on that list. Obviously, D-Hop has a no-trade clause. What does De a DeAndre Hopkins trade look like, period, this offseason? And is there a way that the Browns can be involved in that? There is. I mean, he's owed about $34 million over the next two years. And I know he's 30 years old. He'll be 31 next season. But he's still a top-10 caliber receiver. He's still producing at a really high level. And when you think about what the Browns could do, just imagine bringing him in. And he already has the four years of experience with Deshaun. You have a really terrific receiver in, in Amari Cooper, who's a five-time Pro Bowler. You pair those two, and you're Mr. Clone, Nick Chubb. <laughs> um, that's an awesome one, two, three punch. And obviously we'll have to see what happens, um, you know, with, uh, with, with Kareem Hunt, but overall that like Hopkins to me puts them in a whole new stratosphere offensively. I, I think he would provide them with something that they don't have right now. And I, I really like David Bell. I think he'll become a really good player, but to, to provide Deshaun Watson with someone, a, he's already really comfortable with and be a future perennial all pro first ballot hall of famer would be awesome. And I think it would also alleviate a lot of pressure um, off Kevin Stefanski. I mean, maybe it puts more pressure on him because the roster is better, but I think it would help him a lot. I think it would help the offense in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, Jordan, how hot do you think Stefanski's seat is uh, headed into next season? Right now, heading into next season, I think it's it's a big season for him. I think he's, you know, I he, he's safe for right now, but if they were to have, if Deshaun plays 17 games, and they miss the playoffs, I think he would certainly be in a lot of trouble. Um, I, I don't know how he, he wouldn't be. But right now he's okay. And they they this season was always going to be let's let's try and overachieve, but 
let's get Deshaun ready for for 23 and, and make sure that he's in a great position to succeed. And I think, you know, you know, the, the asking price for D-Hop is not going to be small, um, but it won't be what it was three years ago when he was 27. It won't be what it was when Houston made the trade. I thought they should have gotten more. We can talk about that all you want. But bottom line is it's still going to be a, a significant ask. And I, I think Cleveland has the resources to do it. Do you think that Cleveland would be a destination that D-Hop would be interested in in the first place? Obviously, that no trade clause has become such a hurdle that Browns fans certainly have familiarized themselves with last year with the Deshaun Watson trade. Do you think that Cleveland would be a destination that he'd be willing to trade that for because his old buddy Deshaun is in town? Yeah, you know, D-Hop's tough in the sense that he doesn't have an agent. Yeah. So you're not getting, like, on a normal player who's rumored to be traded, or even if you're reporting that he's going to be traded, oftentimes you're talking to the agent as well, so you have a good sense of information. But because Hop doesn't have that, Lamar doesn't either. You know, it's it's harder to get information um, in terms of would he waive a no-trade clause to Cleveland. So I can't answer that without being speculative, but I can't imagine that he wouldn't strongly consider it based on the fact that he could reunite with Deshaun, who when he's healthy and, and right is a top-five quarterback, and, and pair with elite all-pro caliber talent with guys like Amari Cooper and, and Nick Chubb. So um, I would be surprised if, if that wasn't a strong consideration. I mean, Baltimore, if they were to keep Lamar, obviously what would make sense. New England has George Gotsey, who was his OC in Houston. He's now the tight ends coach with the Pats. That team makes sense. Obviously, cap room matters as well. But um, I think – and then what I was also told was that he – he would be seeking a new deal. So you'd have to consider not just the short-term ramifications, but the long-term. But yeah, I don't see any reason why Cleveland wouldn't be considered consideration. Hey, Jordan, who should the, the Browns be targeting for their defensive coordinator opening? Yeah, you know, the guy that I love who we just saw is, um, well, it's not realistic. Let me just say, this is, <laughs> this is selfish for me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, that, because it's the type of guy I would want is Week Martindale. I mentioned him earlier a few minutes ago, and obviously he's he's going to interview for the Colts head coaching job, and, and he wants to be a head coach again. But that's the type of DC I would want, someone who's been around going on two decades plus, who has experience, who knows the personnel in the league, who knows both conferences, and who who can actually like really find a way to look at, identify what I have personnel-wise, and maximize what everyone does well and adapt on a game-to-game, week-to-week basis. That's that's what I would want. And uh, so so I would love experience if I'm the Browns. I think it would help Kevin as well. And I, have they have they interviewed Sean yet? I think I think uh, Desai is interviewing. Is that has that that hasn't happened it's, yet? I don't it, think. It's today, Jordan. It's they're it's literally okay, probably so, as we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I listen. I like I like Sean. I think um, you know he he doesn't have the experience and. He's someone that is has been a hot name coming up these last like two two plus years, and I think he he could be a, a really good hire. But I, I'm just saying personally, if I'm the Browns, the 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 most sensible hire would bring would be to bring in someone who has really seen this league and how it's materialized and changed over the last couple of decades. That that's what I would want. Now, Jordan, from an outsider's perspective, not only do we looking for a defensive coordinator right now, but there are some questions about the organization. There's always kind of that push and pull of, hey, how much analytics play into things, how much our ownership is is making the calls versus Paul D. Podesta versus Andrew Barry. What do you make of the Browns as an organization right now? Well, I'm not a big fan of the Haslam's. I mean, I, I think, I don't, 
let me ask you this: Where do Browns fans sit with Jimmy Haslam? What's the relationship? About the same way that I was saying the though? same thing. I, you know, I held a little parade about uh, the Haslams and about the way the Browns were going back when we went zero and sixteen, and not a whole lot has changed outside of our record getting marginally better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've been very critical of Jimmy. I think he is. Let's just say he's not my favorite owner. Let's let, let's leave it at that. I think you can interpret. Um, there is. When they brought in Kevin Stefanski, there was a most people around the league thought that was a good hire. Thought it was a it was a sensible hire. Um, and then when they brought in Deshaun Watson, it was a clear sentiment that we want to contend. We believe we can contend, and we're willing to pay obviously unprecedented guaranteed money. And now you're seeing, by the way, that domino effect. Someone like Lamar Jackson a year later who wants that type of guaranteed money. Um, and who believes he's in that same category. So we're playing there, 3D I, chess. That's just us playing 3D chess yeah. as the Browns. We're used to that. That's what we're doing, Jordan. And I listen, I, I can't <laughs> I can't speak, I can't think of a more deserving and passionate fan base. I mentioned the Vikings earlier. Like the Browns and Vikings, nobody deserves a winner more than them. And I think I think Andrew Barry is a very, very good football mind. I think he's very well respected. Uh, given how he's worked his way up, and he's just general, general, generally well liked. You know, some GMs aren't well liked, but they're respected. I think Barry's both well liked and respected, which isn't necessarily a prerequisite for success. But he gives you some stability and 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 just instant like, okay, that that's a legit organization. Then you surround that with maybe the ownership, and and some of that is taken back. But overall. I think Andrew Barry, Stefanski, I know he they didn't have a great season, but I think generally he's also pretty well regarded from, from people I speak with. So overall, I think the Browns minus ownership are considered an organization that has at least done things uh, with an eye on winning for the first time in a long time over the last couple of years. What's your impression of what, what is Dave Podesta doing right now in the organization? Have you gotten any sense of what that is? Paul is like um, Paul's a smart guy. I don't know like how. This is full disclosure. Full disclosure. I don't know Paul, so I can't speak to him personally like that. But I'll just tell you that when you ask about Paul, when you ask about Paul De Podesta, I don't think he's like considered like a true football mind. And you don't say. (laughs) No, really. and, And that's okay if you're surrounded by people that understand the league and Andrew's certainly one of them, but it's not, it's not ideal when people also around the league don't really know what he does day in and day out. I don't know. I don't think he has like a ton of juice and and I don't think he's like NFL people are territorial, especially those who have been in the league a long time. Like they, they're like, people can't do what I do. And I think given Paul's background, there's some of that, you know, and, and, Again, it's not like it doesn't mean you're not going to win games, but I don't I don't really know what his role is like day to day. What would you say you do here? <laughs> Wait, what do you say? <laughs> no, nothing. I'm just quoting. <laughs> Dave's okay. just going full the office. Oh, what would you? What would you? Oh, you're thinking office space. What, what would you say you do here? The yeah. Bobs. We need the Bobs in here asap. Michael Bolton, man. I mean, what a great, what a great, what a great actor. <laughs> It's so perfect for this situation. Where do you see the Browns now? Obviously, you just had the Bengals, the Ravens duking it out last night. You've got the Steelers. 
Where do you see the Browns here in the next couple of years with the way this division is kind of shaping up and the question yeah. marks you have with the Ravens, you have the question marks with the Steelers. Where, where do you see the Browns competing? Sorry, you just cut out for one second. I got a little choppy. Hold on. Maybe it's my Wi-Fi. One second, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, good. You were, you, okay, I think it's okay now. All right, cool. We were just asking, yeah. you know, after what you, you were s- saying, you were saying the Brown, yeah, but based on the division, is kind of where it cut out. So basically, yeah. In the in, where do they fit in the AFC North? Yeah. Uh, or like any well, hope let, to me, get let, into let, the playoffs? Let, 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 let's let, let's be realistic. So so Cincinnati, Joe Burrow says they're going to contend every year, and uh, I don't see why they're not going to be a contender in the next like decade or whatever you want to say, seven eight years. So Cincinnati's going to be very good. Pittsburgh, I, I think, found their quarterback. They believe they found their quarterback. Uh, I think Matt Canada is, is going to stay. You Steelers fans probably don't want to hear that. But regardless, that's a team that won nine games and we know is competitive every year and does have some really, really good young talent. And I think Baltimore is the wild card in the sense of everything from, as it's been explained to me, everything with Lamar Jackson is currently in play. They could they could resign and they could trade. I mean, there's you could – Nothing would surprise me with him. He's still in his mid-20s. I mentioned him wanting to get that Deshaun Watson type of guaranteed money. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was traded either. But that that I will tell you, as you know, that that roster, Ravens roster, is built to win right now. And then you have the Browns, who are somewhere in the in the middle there, I think. I, I, I would say Cincinnati is the cream of the crop. And I think the Browns probably feel like they can be somewhere around Baltimore and Pittsburgh as – a 9-10 win football team, 11, maybe 11 wins, but that's probably a little more bullish. I'm also a little more bullish on the Browns because I do like Andrew, and I want to give Kevin the benefit of the doubt because I do think he's a good football mind, and I do like their roster. Um, you know, Obviously, there will be some changes. We, we saw what Jadavion said, and they're, they're, they certainly are going to have uh, some big decisions to make from a free agency standpoint, but overall, I think the Browns are, are in good shape. I mean, it really all comes down to the quarterback. Um, he didn't play great this year. It was limited. He hasn't played basically in two years. But when he's right, Deshaun Watson is one of the best four or five quarterbacks in the league. So I guess you're asking me to really sum it up. I'm betting on him to to become what he was in Houston. And I think that's where the Browns are probably at too, guys. You know, probably just betting that he could kind of elevate them to compete with Joey B. And if Lamar sticks around, I think that's kind of probably just where the Browns are at. Jordan, great stuff. Tell everybody where they could follow along with you. All your great reporting. I know this has been a crazy day, a crazy week for you. Yeah. As this head coach yeah. news is just, you know, rolling <laughs> left and right. Tell everybody well, where they could find you. I, yeah, I mean, I, I just, it's it, it's never, it's, that, it's not fun to report that someone's going to lose their job or yeah. try to lose their job. I, I hate doing that. And uh, it's, it is unfortunate that's the nature of this beast though and if you don't win in the nfl you're not gonna you're not gonna keep your job it's pretty simple so i'm on the score uh on instagram obviously Twi- tiktok twitter you can find me anywhere uh i won't let me add this one thing because browns fans will like this i was talking to a couple scouts over the last week going into the playoff games and these are two guys that have been around the league a long time and you know i, I at the end of every year i like to go through who are the teams that didn't make the playoffs who are going to be good next year once one of them said, I really like Cleveland because I really like Deshaun Watson. And the other said, let me wait and see what they do in the draft. But they do have some pieces there. So there is some positivity around the dog pound. I'll, I'll, I'll at least give you that. And, you know, my best friend, one of my best friends, a longtime uh, podcast partner, C- is CJ McCollum, who's the biggest Browns fan I know. Yeah. And you can't, yeah. 
he is he is eternally optimistic. So you got three people right there, two scouts and CJ, who believe that you're headed the right direction. So there's that. <laughs> Jordan, thank you so much for the time. I hope your scouts are right. I hope CJ is right. We gotta get this thing turned around. We'd love to have you on again sometime soon. Thanks Anytime. so much. Thanks, Nick. Take yeah. care, guys. Thanks, See Jordan. Ya. Jordan Schultz, ladies and gentlemen. Heck Good yeah. stuff. Man, I always love packed. when they come in with positivity from the national perspective. That always makes me feel a little bit better about things. It's rare. It's rare. It's also, it more so nowadays. It's but same old, It's not lazy, same old Browns. Right. You know, he knows his stuff. He's talked to people. He's talking to scouts, people on the inside. And he says, hey, there's some optimism, some reason for optimism in Berea and amongst the Browns fans, and that feels good. Really feels like it's all in the hands of one Deshaun Watson. So we shall see. Let's keep things rolling with the show. Let's get into our big play bets of the week. What do you guys say? Let's do it. Alrighty, our big play bets of the week are always presented by Tipico Sportsbook. Get ready to bet all season long with the show crew, Cavs, NFL playoffs, and more. You can bet anywhere, but at Tipico, you're going to get the best odds on your favorite Cleveland sports teams and players. Be on the lookout for those odds boosts. We've been promoting the hell out of them because they truly are the best. So download the Tipico Sportsbook now. Go check all of our show handles. It's the best way to get in on the sports betting action in Ohio. You must be 21 years old or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's take a look at some bets. We talked about it early in the show. Chris is red hot. Hit on every single over this weekend. Chris, how's your Tipico app looking and which game are we thinking about taking the over on for round two the divisional round of the nfl playoffs it's fun i'm just converting all of these free credits into real money in my account that's what i've done game after game i wish i would have parlayed them all now you sound like one of those guys that call into the sports talk radio i just keep hitting game after game so here is my exclusive number that you have to call right now one nine (laughs) hundred reflog And you will get my top pick this week for free. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty easy. I'm kind of in the slow lane when it comes to to gambling, you know, taking these overs and not really parlaying them at all, just going individual game overs. It's kind of a little weak sauce, but I think it's a good way to get into the gambling. You're you're, you're being smart, Chris. That's the way to go because when you do the parlays, there's a very good chance that you'll lose. But however, I did put one in last night. Okay. And Chris, see, I'm a chicken, so... I will look at the spread. I will look at the over-under, yeah. and then I will buy a ton of points. See, you and these teasers. Oh, hold on, but then I parlay it. So, Chris, check this out. This is what I did last night. I did Bengals minus three and a half. That okay. worked out. Over 32 and a half. I think the over-under was like 40. Yes, you bought that. 40. And then I did an anytime touchdown with Jamar Chase. That was fun. That nice. was right off the bat, too. 
Yeah. So yeah, fifty one. paid one forty four. How about Cam? My girlfriend hit that Jamar Chase first touchdown, and she had the twenty five dollar free bet from Tipico and turned that into like Boom. I think a hundred twenty five or something. Wow. Yeah, on the first touchdown. So see, it took a whole weekend worth of work for me to turn out one hundred twenty five bucks with all of these overs. <laughs> and, and she did it in about thirty game. seconds. She yeah, <laughs> she did it with one free credit. That's really the way you're supposed to do it. That's the better way, I think. Let's let's keep that. these free credits rolling, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah slow and steady win the race over here. All right, so let's look at some of these over-unders for the divisional round. Obviously, we have Jacksonville now going to Kansas City. That's going to be a much tougher Oof. atmosphere for Doug Peterson's Jags. The over-under there is set at 52. New York, who uh, Jordan was super high on, is heading to yeah. Philly. Their over-under is at 48 and a half. Buffalo hosts Cincinnati. That's at 50. And Tampa Bay or Dallas, the winner of that game that's going on live as we're recording this at San Francisco, not yet posted. Um, what are we thinking? I, I think probably that Cincinnati Buffalo has the potential to really be a shootout. You're, you're kind of hoping that any of these teams toe into the 30 points water. They really bumped these totals up. It seems, I was going to say the NFL wants to stop the reflog effect here of everything <laughs> being over. Cause I think the highest spread was like 46 in one of the games this weekend. That was it. <laughs> the NFL just had what an emergency press bad. conference. They're like, reflug these $25 credits. We, we need to do something about this. <laughs> That's right. You're marginally making money off of them. <laughs> Can't have that. No. So I was surprised to see these over-unders as high as it, they are now. It's yeah. like they, they, they added a hefty five points onto each of them, which is a whole lot in this world. Chris, so, by the way. Maybe, how, unders, maybe it's an all-unders weekend. Ooh, there we go. Here we go. Yeah, snip, snip. We're going to go back. Yes, Chris <laughs> is like the guy at the roulette table. And he's like, all right, black, 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 it all hit. All right, let's just flip it to red. <laughs> Chris, how weird is it seeing Brian Dable have success in the NFL? We were talking about that earlier today. Worst offensive coordinator in the league in 2009, and now he's in the playoffs and making a run. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's wild. You know, we see this every single playoff. You see the old joke is Cleveland Browns in the playoffs, right? It's not <laughs> us as a team. It's individual players. It's coaches. It's people who find success after they leave Cleveland. And that always hurts, man. It hurts. You're sitting there enjoying it at a bar or with friends, and you look up and you're like, oh, we had that guy, or he didn't do anything for us. And this is a case of that. And Just constant reminders, Dave, until we get our success of just our, our utter uh, inability to get it done on on the field. That's right. Gab, we got to get you back into the gambling circle here. So maybe, what, are, what are you thinking over there? So we could talk about this future situation. I know that... Um, all right. Can Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Is that what we're going to go can for? Can you re-explain the future bets? So that's you're betting on something super far in advance. So if you... So I can it, just do that? Who's winning the Super Bowl? Straight up. Straight Pick up. Pick your winner. Pick it, put it in now. Put it in now. And then do you, so locked in. Is it one of those things where the earlier you do it, is there a bigger payoff? We got to do this betting 101 class. So, <laughs> or, or is it the same? Like if I were to do it now, so versus the it'll change. It no, depends on like change. what happens it'll in the change. world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So whenever you're feeling confident, you could lock it in. Like the Browns open the year 40 to one. So if you bet one dollar, you won forty dollars. Had they won the Super Bowl, obviously a dumb bet. Now that they're out. But uh, a team like Philly is right now Every five year, to one. People do it too. So, get yeah, perfect example. If you bet on the Browns to win the Super Bowl next year, and then we go out and trade for uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 
your bet's going to look really good comparatively to someone who places it after, after we get Hopkins. Okay, so that does matter. It yeah, does it matter. Does okay. I got your question. That yep. was what I, that's all I wanted to know. Yep. Okay. So who are we but picking? both end up being hmm. crap. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> who do we pick to win? That's a finer point on that. So, Gab, yeah, so this, so these future bets in Tipico are that, for this Super Bowl. How cool would it be to Super see the Bowl. Bills win after all that this year has brought to their team? I think there's a lot of people thinking that. Yeah. yeah. The Bills are already kind of a likable team, at least for me. Right. You know, yeah. they supported us in the move. They were one of two teams who didn't vote for the move, them and, the, unfortunately, the Steelers of all teams. But um, their fan bases are the same as we are. We've talked mm-hmm. about it before. Same same everything. And now with this, the whole story there and the emotional piece of it, I think a, a lot of people in America, if they don't have a horse in this race, the Bills are their horse. That'd be pretty cool. You want my horse, my Super Bowl pick? Let's hear it. I'll put Who it out like? there. Playoff Purdy, baby. Brock Purdy's 49ers. Another uh, former Cleveland Brown and Kyle Shanahan has those 49ers looking really good. I think D'Amico Ryan is going to be a hell of a head coach. They're a defensive coordinator. And when you have Nick Boza, you have that defense. And you have Brock Purdy, who probably should win Offensive Rookie of the Year, right? I mean, how could you not like the 49ers to at least make the Super Bowl in what's kind of just a flimsy NFC? Like, could you guys see any of these NFC teams at this point kind of just petering out? Because I sure can. Yeah. And that's why I think playoff Purdy is definitely my pick to uh, win the Super Bowl. I like the value there on Typico at plus 425. So one of the reasons you gave for that was because they have a Bosa. Did, did, you, did you see the other game and the other he, Bosa? Man, he was tragic, <laughs> huh? I did. That was... That was something else. Yeah, yeah. Throwing the helmet, yelling at the ref. We had the whole, we had the trifecta. Went a little Dwayne Rudd there for a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So you you get the good and the bad with the Boses at times. Chris, do we dare bet on playoff Tom Brady? He has a new girlfriend. He might be in a good spot now. There's plus 3,000. But the Browns beat them. The Cleveland Browns. I was there, Dave. You were there. Your son was there. Yep. I saw it with my own two eyes, and the Browns beat him. He looked really bad, too. Really bad. Tall. I mean, he, he looked like Baker Mayfield with the overthrows. I mean, that was Tom Brady that whole afternoon. He was off target. He was going high. It did not look good. So, But this is the playoffs. That was the Cleveland Browns, and <laughs> it was a game that, you know, I guess didn't matter as much for them. Now it's the playoffs. And the playoffs mean something to Tom Brady, as we all know. And Tom Brady always performs in the playoffs for the most part. So I'd still bet against him, though, <laughs> because I, I think I just seeing what he did with the Brown against the Browns, that seeing that in person, he was pretty much washed. So we'll see if he's got something left in the tank. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against Tom Brady tonight and go for Dallas. Counterpoint NFC. Tell me if you can picture any of these quarterbacks holding up the Super Bowl trophy. Daniel Jones. No. Maybe. No. Not not this Maybe. year. Brock Purdy. Well, but, but I can see Brock, year, man. I can playoff Purdy. I'm buying into it. Okay. Right. A Dallas Cowboy not in the 1990s. Ouch. Can you see Dak Prescott holding up a Super Bowl trophy? I can no. see it. I, I can't. And then who I'm, I'm Terry Jones one. taking it from him and holding it. Yeah, me too. Oh, <laughs> and dropping it. An injured Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that one's tough. So if yeah. someone if someone's gonna win out of the NFC, Brady might be a good bet. 
or plus yeah, 3,000. Clearly, it's not plus 3,000. <laughs> We're trying to talk ourselves into it here at this point. All right. He's going to lose tonight, and I'm going to look like a complete idiot. I, I think Dallas is going to win tonight. I really do. Well, that game is currently going on, so let's keep moving on through. One of the cool features on the Typico app is that you could bet on the player props. You know, that is one of the biggest trends in sports betting, but the Typico app lets you do the famous anytime touchdown score. So let's put our heads together and pick one player from each game who we believe is going to score a touchdown in the divisional round. Let's start off with this Jacksonville and Kansas City game. Uh, does anybody off rip have a player that you feel super confident scores a touchdown? I think the the, the homework. You gotta go, Kelsey, thing. right? Travis Kelsey. Kelsey all day. Put it uh, in. All right, yeah. we're locking it in right here. Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown in Jacksonville versus Kansas City. I could surely see that happening. Let's head to Giants at Philly. Anybody have any faith in a Saquon Barkley anytime touchdown? Now, obviously, that'll be heavily favored. So do we want to get a little crazier here is the question, since we kind of went a little bit safer with that Kelsey first touchdown. No, we're going all safer, remember? I would go Saquon. You're going to go Saquon? I'm going Saquon on that one as well. Chris, any any dissenting opinion on that end? No, I, I like that pick. Let's go Saquon. I'm, all right. We sure that Philly front is no joke. It, it definitely seems like Andrew Barry didn't put together that Philly defensive front. They're, pre they're pretty good, but we'll ride with Saquon in that anytime touchdown score. Let's head to Buffalo. I personally think a lot of points will be scored in this. This was my over of the week. Um, Buffalo and Cincinnati. Man, there's just a lot of offensive firepower. Diggs, Diggs. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Uh, I'm going T. Higgins on this one. T. Higgins? I, I hit the Jamar Chase one. Okay. That was the favorite. I think T. Higgins. I was talking to my Bengals buddy friend. He's like, he's still kind of messed up from DeMar and what happened there. Yeah. So I think he gets into a better spot. Time heals that. T. Higgins, touchdown. Wow. I like that. Insider talk to a friend. Okay, I'll take that. I was, <laughs> so I was about to put him in for that <laughs> bet, sold. Chris. And then he's like, no, put Jamar in. Boom, hit. <laughs> but that also just means like, and we, Gab and I were talking about it with the Browns a couple weeks ago, just means that they're due. Like it, it's, it's kind of seldom. And Jamar is a little bit of an exception because he is so good. But when you look at these anytime touchdown scores, it's like, man, if they've scored a lot of touchdowns recently, that means that that defense is going to be focused on them. Mm -hmm. We know Bill's D is really good. Maybe they zone in on Jamar. And to Dave's point, T Higgins could get loose. So does everybody in a group? Chris, do you have anybody on that on that side over there? Uh, it would have been Chase, but uh, he he talked me into T Higgins. So let's yes, we yes. Dave talked to a friend, and we're all now Dave Free uh -huh. credits, free, free credits, credits, free credits. <laughs> T Higgins, anytime touchdown. All right, what a show! Make sure you guys go download that Typico Sportsbook app and get in on all this action with us. The link is in the show bio. So go download that and bet on some of these anytime touchdown scores. All right, guys. Good show. You know, before we get out of here, we went into the interview. We didn't talk any calves. We didn't. I just wanted to throw that out there. I know you like talking calves. Calves with the mat. And we good? Nick, Nick doesn't yeah. think any of these trade options are going to do it. For I know. Him. We were talking a little calves before the show. So we'll, we'll give some people some peeks behind the curtain. And Dollar Dog and Gab were reading me these crappy blog trade situations and i was looking at it, like malik beasley kelly Oubre. like i think you gotta dream a little bit bigger if you're the Cavs. and i'm not going all the way joe varden on the show and saying trade evan mobley for lebron that's a little crazy but 
I think it's clear. I'm not going to say anything earth-shattering that nobody else knows. The Cavs need some shooting help. And yeah. uh, I think anything that they could do to correct that and soon would probably be a positive. But, man, I just hope they dream a little bit bigger than Balik Beasley. That doesn't move the needle a whole lot. But we'll see. As always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Let them know. The season, hey, Nick, at the end of the season, going into the playoffs, is Kevin Love on the roster? Ooh. Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to work to make that work and to keep him in Cleveland. And I really think that there's some mutual interest by both sides to kind of extend past this year, obviously not on the deal that he's on now, but you know, just keeping him in that kind of bench role. I'll say this though. The Cavs need some more out of Kevin Love. He was so good for them last year. And I feel like I haven't seen him make a three point shot in months. So they, they need a little bit more out of him as they kind of go off this stretch, you know, into the all-star break and come back from that. What's happened to him? What a month and a half, two months ago, he was dunking. And now all of a sudden he's, he's old Kevin Love. It's again. your classic Kevin Love, man. We're, we're due for like a hamstring strain or something. The guy oh. needs a couple <laughs> weeks off here, Chris. Oh boy. <laughs> we played a lot of basketball these last, these last couple weeks. Yeah, that, that's a good point. The <laughs> Cavs are going to be all right. I think so. Right. I think so. As long as you got uh, Donovan Mitchell out there and, Garland doing his thing. The other question I have for you is what do you think about Mobley this season? What do you think about his play, Nick? I think people are way too down on it, to be honest. I mean, it's one of those things, and we do it with the Browns every year, and people are starting to do it with the Cavs now too, it seems, where they just put these crazy expectations on the kid. It's year two. He's 20 years old. It's going to be okay. We see him do things on the defensive end of the floor. That's yeah. insane. I right. wish his jumper has been, would have been a little bit further along. I'll say that for sure. Every time he takes a three-point shot, I wince. Every time he handles the basketball, I wince. I think that part of his game could develop a lot. But, man, just his impact on the defensive side, I can't believe people are talking so lowly and, and they're – People are so disappointed in Evan Mobley as some of the chatter that we've seen. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, Chris. On the positive side of the ledger, it is good to see Ricky Rubio back. Isn't well, it? Back, Ricky yeah. Rubio. You talk about energy. You know, maybe losing some with Kevin Love right now, but Ricky Rubio brings that energy every night. It's good to see him back there, out there on the court. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad to see, too, that that's a piece that is here for quite some time. And if you've noticed these last few games, Ricky Rubio back, Darius Garland starts playing a little bit better. I think yes. he alleviates a lot of the pressure that DG had to run that offense because Ricky knows it inside and out. He's that cool, calm, collected veteran that just makes sure everything goes the way that it's supposed to. And I think we're going to see DG continue to ascend here the rest of the season now that Ricky is alleviating some of that pressure off of him. All right. Anybody want to talk Ohio State Buckeyes basketball? Nope. Because I don't. Let's they save it for far. next week. I, Chris, I, I saw you, some of your tweets, and I saw that you were really sad about Ohio State Buckeyes basketball. <laughs> and then they got worse after those tweets. Because then they lost to Rutgers this weekend. So, yeah, Holt, man, you are officially on the hot seat. I'm Whoa. sorry. I don't know if anybody else is willing to say that. I am. You're on the hot seat. Ohio State basketball, get better. All right. I think what a perfect way to end the show. <laughs> Ohio State basketball needs to get better. McNeil's firing coaches. So That's right. Thank you guys so much for watching another episode of the Big Play Reflog Show. Huge thanks to Jordan Schultz for taking a moment out of his busy schedule. What a jam-packed interview that was with him. Huge thanks to all of our sponsors. As always, go drink some Labatt. 
Uh, go check out shacknews.com, all their great video game content on there. Make sure you download the Tipico Sportsbook app. You can lock in these bets live with the crew every single week as these games go on. You can follow along our bets with us on Twitter. It's It's been a whole lot of fun these last couple of weeks, so go download that Tipico Sportsbook app. We will see you guys next week on the Big Play Reflog Show. Until then, peace. It's time, streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio, presenting the undefeated, undefeated heavyweight podcast of the world, the Big Play Reflog Show.